What up, Buzz? You tapped in? Okay, Goose, you tapped in too? All right, Chicago, y'all tapped in? All right, boys, let's crack them. Feel like Mike in the fourth with the ball in my hands and I'm taking a shot. I'm the king in the madhouse on Madison, whether I make it or not. Now the crowd going crazy, they watching the play and I'm watching the clock. Got my shot in the air and the buzzer go off and I'm watching it drop. This team did things, MJ shot city six rings. D-Rose too big, too fast, too strong, history. And we good on that, put Jilla on the track and we good on whack. Three, two, one, everybody say Bulls on tap, Bulls on tap. Our city pretty and gritty. Benny the Bull in the crowd getting hyper and litty. Me, I'm so drippy and slippery, nothing offends me. Banners on banners, we winners. We got the stats in the news. Go and subscribe, hang out with Buzzy and Goose. Tapping with us, we the truth. Jilla just murdered the booth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I'm your boy Buzz. I'm joined by my dude Goose. We're here after another Chicago Bulls victory, a second straight Chicago Bulls victory over the Charlotte Hornets, by the way. Yeah, that, that's awesome, right? That, that, that's good. We, we got free basketball tonight that nobody asked for. Before we start explaining why it went down, be sure to go on tapsportsnet.com for our Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter, X, whatever you call it. Bulls on Tap and on Tap Sports. Now follow Goose at Goose on Tap and me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you listen to us, five-star rating and review because that's cool and tough. Go to the YouTube, subscribe to it. What, if you have any comments, you have to go to YouTube or Facebook to throw them in. If you're on Twitter and you want to type something, I can't see that shit. So go over to YouTube. Even if you don't describe and you want to or describe, subscribe, and you want to talk shit, go over there and just comment on YouTube. All right, Goose. Um, <laughs> Chai Sports fan calling you about kicking your computer. Um Listen, man, Bulls win another one in a row um, against the Hornets here. And you said it before we went on. 35 minutes for Levine, two for nine from the field, two for six from downtown, three for four from the free throw line, nine points, five assists, three rebounds for Zach. I want your thoughts on his performance to open this up because I we don't need to be talking about games anymore. We know what this team is. Um, so we're going to start picking, a play, picking apart the play of players that are either going to be built around or moved. So go ahead and give me your thoughts on Zach's performance in game two of his return. So now to see somewhat of a regression and a mystery shoulder injury listing prior to the game uh, wasn't what I fully expected. Kind of thought that we might see him back in that starting role tonight. Um, did finish the game in the fourth and did start and end uh, the overtime period. So he did play that extra five minutes, uh, which probably wasn't factored into his minutes restriction that didn't really seem to exist. Um, anyway, so uh, like you mentioned before the game, you were hoping that this mysterious shoulder injury that's unrelated to the hand um, was like trade rumor stuff. Like, oh, okay, different injury. But now this this just looks worse for the Bulls because he has a worse game. Um, obviously, the Bulls win. They, they've won both games that he's played. So you, you can't say that Zach Levine doesn't contribute to winning, although maybe his contribution is shooting the ball less and just passing more and being passive to a degree. Um, sure the fuck you know, glad we gave that a max contract, huh? You know, it doesn't feel very good right now, and it doesn't look very good right now. And I know, and you know, that the second Zach Levine lands on another team, we're going to oh, be yeah, reminded of why he got a max contract. Oh, yeah, it's game. He's going to be fucking automatic scoring. Weapons. And, and yeah. it's... It's that simple, and it's unfortunate, but that's the way it is. When somebody's unhappy and they don't want to be where they are, uh, they don't 
give their full effort and they don't perform to their standards. So uh, Zach's not happy. The team's not happy with him. Uh, maybe you weren't wrong in the sense that Zach's last game in the Bulls has already been played. Maybe he doesn't get another start. I, I'm very curious to see how this continues to play out because the rotation that Billy's running to start the game is winning games. Granted, it's the Charlotte Hornets, but they're winning games, and Kobe White has still been uh, on a bit of a heater. So I don't know if you can mess with that. Yeah, you know, watching Zach tonight, again, you know, second performance since returning from 17 games um, that he missed where I thought he wasn't going to come back. Uh, uninspiring, again. A point blank period, uninspiring again. Uh, going through the motions, not knowing where he needs to be, and then getting praised. I know the commentary has to has to say something nice about him, but praising him for even trying to compete on the defensive end. Um, I, I mean, it, it's just a joke. And when he's in with like Demar, it looks like off now, like very off. And I know they played a lot together. Thirty five minutes for Zach, forty three for DeRozan. That missed but, at the end too. Their timing and their connection just really isn't there. No, it's not. And 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 you can tell like Demar starting the game off like Stacey's like yeah he's he's typically a slow starter. He's like yeah we know that he became the king of the fourth in his time in Chicago and everything like that. But let's pump the fucking brakes here. The guy scored nineteen the other day in the first half. Okay. Let's pump the brakes about the slow start. It, it more so looks like, are you going to take the ball or am I yes, going to take is the ball? Is it my turn to initiate the offense and, or is it your turn to initiate? And we're the falling offense? into the thing. And then Stacy starts yelling because he realizes like, Oh, Kobe's not touching the fucking ball now at the end. This is towards the end of the game. It's like, dude, what are you trying to do here? This is why they're, they're a painful, painful watch. I mean, Charlotte's fucking horrible. I mean, my old, you simply have too many hands in the cookie jar. You had a uh, – for the Bulls, that is. Uh, for the Hornets, obviously, you don't have ball right now. Hayward's not playing. Uh, so you really just got a young, miscast group of players uh, that you're throwing together. The fact that this game had to go to overtime was torture in my mind. I'm over here yelling at the screen uh, that I have to watch another five minutes of this. Um, and it when it started, I was excited. I was like, you know what, Zach – Vooch, they're, they're out there. Let's let's see. Like, okay, we got a clean game. And obviously the Bulls did go on a run, um, and Zach and Vooch were somewhat involved, but it just it didn't really feel like it mattered because it's the Charlotte Hornets with their G League squad out on the floor. Well, you know, Vooch coming off the bench for Drummond. Drummond getting that start. I'm liking that a little bit. Drummond coming in, dominating the offensive boards. Um, again, he does it again tonight with five offensive fucking rebounds. Uh, 15 total for the game, do the math. But to, uh, 21 points and 15 boards from Drummond and 21 points and 10 boards from Vooch. No, you had the Charlotte broadcast calling Andre Drummond the best backup center in the league. Well, I mean, you've said that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 there's plenty of people that have said that. He's an yeah. ex-All-Star making a minimum contract right? Um, who can put up 20 points and 20 rebounds off your bench. I mean, that's, that's just... That's huge for those two guys, man. Like, I mean, that, that's a big game. I mean, I know they're playing shit, but it's still a big game. I mean, they both come in and they both – 42 points. 42 points and 25 rebounds between the both of them. So, and if you're Billy, how do you go about that? Do you go back to Vooch as your starter? Do you ride with Drummond since he's been kind of – your... What are you trying to do? Are you trying to win? Or are you trying to make Drummond? Because Drummond's gone at the end of the year unless you pay him. And you already got $20 million a year invested into Vucevic. So, no. I mean, like, for me, no. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is the problem here. This is a problem. No, we are in the play. We've created more problems. We're, we're in the play-in where we don't want to be. 
they're ninth right now, sitting at 17 and 21. I mean, hang on, let me do the math here. Hey, try sports fan. <laughs> five. <laughs> as, uh, as fucking five games out of six. We're five games out of six points. So we're five games out of a real guaranteed playoff spot. Yeah. Without the play. Yeah. I, I was still somewhat genuinely shocked when I looked um, at the box board to conclude this game and I saw that we were 17 and 21. Um, because it doesn't feel like we're that close to being 500. And I hate that with this roster and the, the level of investment that we've put into this squad, that that is even like a, a positive benchmark. But this record feels feels a lot better than the season itself has felt. So I guess that that's a positive if, if you're not. Well, that's just because we're not believers in the product. That's why it feels like this. I mean, when you watch yeah. wins like tonight, I mean, I know your skin's crawling just like mine is. I mean, you're you're fucking grinding with three all stars out on the court against Charlotte Hornets G League team, like you said, featuring Miles Bridges and Scary Terry's resurrection. From hey, you know, Scary Terry is going to get them some kind of acid at this deadline. He he deserves to play. he deserves to play on a team that's a contender because Terry was here uh, since his Boston days has been a very positive contributor. Um, on both ends. Regular season for him, Goose, 35, or I'm sorry, um, yeah, 35.9 minutes a game, 23.7 points, seven assists. He's shooting 35% from downtown and 46.1% from the field for uh, Scary Terry. He's he's probably going to get them more than Zach Levine's going to get the Bulls. Man, would that be a kick in the fucking balls, wouldn't it? I I mean, hey, that would be That'd be fucked up. The way this is unfolding at this point, I'm starting to lean into Stephen A. Smith's thinking of you keep Zach Levine and you trade absolutely everything else that has value. Does that make him happy? Does that make Zach Levine happy? No. Yeah, because you just just said it. you know. No, but do you care? You're paying him $40 million fucking dollars a year if he wants to go be a prissy little puss and go sit somewhere fine let him like you're tanking you're you're trading off every person but him because that contract is so immovable whether it's because of the value he's put himself into or it's just the value that he's had and you haven't been able to move him for three years um you're gonna have an unhappy relationship but he makes 40 million dollars a year let him sit on the bench and make $40 million a year um, or let him play himself back into value as the star player on this team without DeMar, without Vooch, without all the extra help and give him um, all the touches that he needs to get the value to get the heck out of here. Um, but it right now, it really is feeling like with his injuries, with the perception around his value, with the likely return that the Bulls are going to get, they can't take another loss right now. Like trading Zach for absolutely nothing is is another loss. They've taken nothing but L's. Twenty twenty five, Cooper since, Flag baby. Cooper Flag would, would 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 save them, but right now they they can't take another L. So the, the Stephen A. Smith route almost sounds more likely because if I'm the Lakers, I'd want Demar and Caruso more than I'd want Zach Levine. I might actually give you some first round picks in that scenario. Demar's expiring, so you're giving the first. Demar's expiring. Over. Caruso's almost expiring, but he's a good contract. He is one, so, one more after ne- after this year, right? Correct. So you'd have one more year of control with Caruso yeah. and Demar's an expiring, and their contracts together equal about the same that Zach Levine makes. So 
that's what's difficult for the whole situation here is the two players that actually have value on your roster. Um, the guy who's proven to be more consistent and probably the better player right now, DeMar DeRozan, um, is on an expiring, has value to a contender, and so does Caruso, and they can be had for the same exact cap hit, cap hit that Zach Levine brings to a team. I like that. I like that. Reeves has to come over. Don't care. Um, he won't, but I'm just saying. And I don't care if that is for Caruso and DeRozan. I still want Reeves over here. Anyway, uh, Kaminga. I know we talked about that a little bit uh, last episode. Um, where have you have you uh, changed your stance on that at all? Do you think that that's something that could happen? They did come out today and say, not only is Chris Paul going to miss time with that fractured left hand, right? But um, they uh, – the GM of the Warriors said that the plan is, is to keep Steph, Clay, and Dre together. Yeah, they're they're going to keep the, the dynasty trio together. But everybody else is going to – I mean, if, if that fracture is what it is, I mean, obviously this isn't 2K when, when a player is injured as long as the team is fully aware of the situation and they're willing to take it on. Um, you can make that trade happen. So if you're taking on an injured Chris Paul uh, to get rid of Zach Levine, Cool. I mean, if that's the only way that you get a positive asset for Zach Levine, like a Jonathan Kaminga or a Moses Moody, or hopefully both, uh, in that scenario where you're really just trading cap filler. Um, it's not often you see two young players, you know, pop up in the rumor mill like that about being very unhappy with their playing time. I don't know if that's so heightened because it is Golden State and, and them being one of the most been, popular franchises in the NBA. And consistent. I mean, and obviously Wiseman hasn't had success elsewhere, so uh, they're they're somewhat absolved in that sense that, hey, we just missed that bad on a number two overall pick, um, and we let him go for extremely cheap because the cap hit to us wasn't worth it. Um, and, but these two guys wanting out of there, I mean, that's that's crazy because their, their whole thing and their whole dynasty was built on team basketball and inclusiveness and playing the right way and moving the ball. Um, so to see – Young guys be like, hey, you know, we'd rather not win and go play somewhere like Detroit where we actually get an opportunity to show who we are. Um, that's kind of concerning. But if you're the Bulls, I think you should take full advantage of that situation, especially with the perception around Levine right now. Um, I mean, they they were they were rumored to be, you know, interested in Caruso, you know, and, St you know, I mean, that is that is a I would dangle that, too. I mean, dude, there's there's some young talent in Golden State that I think can come out and, and do pretty well. I know that the sh they're shaky shooting with Moody and, and, and Kaminga from deep, but they're still young guys. Uh, they can figure it out. If they're young guys, and it's not like the Bulls have good shooters anyway. They'll fit Yeah, right 9 in. for 23 tonight, or 9 for 26 in an overtime game. 26 three-pointers in an overtime game. Uh, 42 fit right in. How many went in? Nine. No, no, no. I said they'll fit right in. Oh, they'll fit right in. Yeah. I thought you guys how many went in. Fucking nine out of 26. It was good. 34%. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I saw the rumor, too, again, and I think this was from our buddy Joey. Sacramento is linked again. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to say Keegan Murray again. I have the Sacramento Kings fan base want to fucking yeah, I mean, I wouldn't shit say, out of me. I wouldn't say that one either. I said that when Zach Levine wasn't, like, trying to force his way out of Chicago and still look like an all-star caliber player. And I got a lot of negative feedback. And I, I'll be honest, I guess I don't watch enough Kings basketball. I know Keegan Murray's good. I know he's a great role player. Um, and I get when it's a young rookie contract, some people tend to overvalue that a little bit. Um, but I don't know. Maybe they think the guy's the next KD or Kawhi too, like people think Patrick Williams is. 
and they want to hold on to that. Yeah, but, um, definitely and, possible. And from a Bulls fan perspective, I need like a lottery caliber pick, and Keegan Murray's really all you have to offer in that realm. Thoughts on DeMar DeRozan tonight and the fourth quarter and overtime four shots and not moving that ball. What did that was un I'm going to say I felt like that was uncharacteristic of DeMar in this little run the Bulls have improved. What do you think? I mean, if you feel that it's uncharacteristic, I said in the little run that they've had where they a were little run. Yeah. I mean, but the only thing that is inconsistent about that is Zach Levine's back out on the floor with him. So does he is he scared that he's not going to get the ball back? Like with everybody else, he, he feels comfortable. Like they he can both move it. Said, you think they both look at Kobe and be like, eh, you know what? If we want to win, you're you've been balling. So I mean, take the ball because you know they're coming at us because everybody in this building thinks it's gonna be one of us two taking the shot. When he passed up Vooch, Vooch was not as open as Stacy wanted him to be when they were swinging that ball out. And Vooch was deep, all right? You know, he wasn't just right up on the fucking line there. But he, DeMar still should have fucking passed the ball. Um, that, that un, the you know, the contested mid-range fucking shot that falls short and forces a bad basketball overtime was, I felt like that was a little bit too much even for me from DeMar. And, you know, I love DeMar. But, like, why? In that situation, why did you have to make us watch five more minutes of this game? I don't really understand. What Why did you have to make us watch five more minutes? <laughs> the smarter fucking basketball play. Could have done. And Billy, Billy's not absolved either. He had two timeouts, and they're all fucking looking at each other when they're running up the court. Like, what are we gonna do? I don't know, motherfucker. Call timeout. You have, you have two. To be fair, they're not. They might not be used to that. Man, you know, and shame on Billy for saving them and not using them. Um, I don't know. I mean. The combination of Zach and DeMar just seems to lead to goofy things, and I'm going to tally it up to that. Um, I think once that equation solved, once one of them is removed, you probably do see more of a consistent form of basketball like we have seen in this stretch uh, when Zach was completely out of the picture. But with all three of those guys on the floor and Kobe, it, it, there's just not enough basketball to go around, and I don't think there's any other solution to that other than trading somebody away. And hopefully we get to stop saying this in like seven days when everybody in the league is trade eligible again. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping to. I'm hoping this ends very, very quickly. All right, Goose, next game at home. One of the rare January home games against the Houston Rockets, who are, dude, they've been fun. Sanguine's a badass. Jalen Green is a badass. They have some fucking players over there that are badass. The three and two in their last five. 18-16, if I didn't say that already, they're playing the Bulls, who are 17-21. and 21. What's going to happen here? Do you think a young team comes in with a somewhat vet leader in Fred Van Vliet and just beats the shit out of them? Because uh, Bulls have not – they don't play Houston real good. Well, no, I mean, and Fred's coming home. Obviously, Fred's a Rockford native, so he's coming home. Chicago, Illinois area is going to be his stomping ground, so – for a young, hot team like the Rockets, I mean, I wouldn't have thought coming into the season that I would have been saying the Rockets would be better than the Bulls. But that's that's the point where this roster is right now is every team that comes into your stadium, you're like younger, older, veteran, contender. I, you don't know if you're, you are the underdog or you're supposed to run away with this. So I'm not going to have high hopes. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bulls have some awkwardness in figuring out their hierarchy still with Zach and Vooch probably being in the starting lineup after two games back here. 
and the Bulls have some confusion, and the Rockets stun us at home. That's what we need. That's what we need. That's what I'd like to see. Now, I know that's very bad. A lot of Bulls fans don't want to hear that, but I, I mean, my God, what we watched tonight was pretty bad. It was, it was hard. That was, that was a hard game to get through. This was a hard back-to-back set. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good for a couple. You know, the next game is Wednesday, Chai Sports fans, the tenth. We'll, we'll be here after the Bulls probably end up beating the or the Rockets. So, uh, Goose, you got any last words, man? We did twenty. We threw twenty in there on a Bulls win. You know, on, on a repeat Bulls win with an extra five minutes of torture thrown on top. Um, no, let's let's make it to the fifteenth. Hopefully, the eligibility of these freshly signed players. Um, creates more interest for the Bulls and other teams are a little bit more eager to get stuff done because um, I'm just tired of waiting this out. We've been talking about this all year. Um, before the season started, it's what we wanted to happen. Then we had to start watching the season and it's really what we wanted to happen. And now we got a taste of what it's like when you finally start to break some of this up, even without positive pieces coming in return. So uh, let's get let's get the pain over with and get to the trade deadline. Fuck yeah. Tank towards the trade deadline. We'll be back Wednesday after the Bulls take on the Rockets. You'll see our beautiful faces and Chai Sports fan in the comments section. Let's go Bulls.